In this week's movie, Nicolas Cage plays a big game hunter who just caught a big score and now he's on a big old boat and he's gotta fight the world's most dangerous game, man. This week we watched Primal. <laughs> what do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Interesting choice of words. What is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, no, not the bird! Not the bird! Oh. Oh, I'm a pixie bear! <laughs> okay, let's run. <laughs> How dare Perry. you? <laughs> and I'm Liz Kirsten. <laughs> I think we stick with that one. That one was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start off our start off our podcast. Yeah. Um yeah, so we did watch Primal. Are we not re-recording that? No, I think we keep it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> oh man. Very funny I love that you the first time you said that, uh we had to do it again because we started laughing and then you're like, I won't say big old boat. And instead you doubled <laughs> down old, and said so it again. Big old, big old cat. <laughs> big old cat <laughs> on a big old boat. <laughs> um Yeah, we watched 2019's Primal and yeah. uh it was a movie yeah. that we saw. With Nicolas Cage as a big game hunter. Um, yeah. I don't think this had a wide release. But I I, yeah, it was Lionsgate, which does do big releases. Yeah. But I couldn't find a lot of information. There's not a lot of reviews. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find a lot of box office information. So I think this might have been a direct-to-video. And we did watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was a Netflix... It wasn't a Netflix film, film but it definitely felt like it could have been a Netflix action movie where I it's just sort of fine. If the, the 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 big giveaway is the quality of the CGI for the animals, oh yeah, let's, let's start at the top because uh, it opens with uh, Nick Cage plays Frank Walsh, who is a big game hunter, but like he traps them and sells them. He isn't killing them. Um, and he's in South America, Brazil. He's in Brazil. He's in Brazil, sure. and he's like in in a platform in a tree, trapping a jaguar. Um, and when the jaguar appears, and it's like a white, a rare white jaguar, um, he that. As I said, when we were watching him fight off the jaguar, like five minutes later, I was like, he's fighting that big old cartoon cat because it is a cartoon. It's like Tony the Tiger. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so fake, um, which, you know, it's, yeah, that's when it was like, this is a direct-to-video. This ain't, this didn't reach a theater anywhere. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, that's our introduction to Frank. He successfully traps the jaguar with some difficulties. Um, but when he gets back to town, uh, his driver refuses to drive him because it is, uh, Gato Fantasma. It's a white cat and they have like, I don't know, is it a religious beliefs or is it just supposed to be like fear of it? It's like a legend or something. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. No one in town wants anything to do with it. They so. used to only feed it man meat until that's the only thing it has a taste for now or something. <laughs> I'm like, why did sense. you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> okay. Did you watch, because this is what struck me when I was watching it. Did you watch Brand New Cherry Flavor when it was on Netflix? No. Okay. It was a great horror miniseries. It is super messed up. It's okay. really weird. Brand I don't, New Cherry Flavor? Yeah. That's a weird name. It is, and it's a weird show. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I don't recommend it for anyone who is squeamish um, or doesn't like to watch weird stuff um, because the whole thing is very strange. Um, but there is this whole thing in it about a white jaguar from Brazil oh. and, like, a legend, and it has to do with, like, spirit. Like, a white jaguar is a spirit trapped in animal form. And there is this, like, whole legend around it and how, like, it gives someone power if they trap it. So I thought that was interesting because it made me go, like, Maybe is it a coincidence a yeah. or is this actually, like, a legend that both uh, writers came across? Do you feel like the white jaguar gave Frank Walsh power? I felt like the white jaguar wasn't that important to the story. No, it really wasn't. I thought it was going to be a bigger deal. Yeah. 
and it isn't really like it it didn't attack that many people no it i think it we saw it kill we one saw person it kill one person technically i guess it kills two um but it and he caught it pretty easily mm-hmm. at the end. So Yeah, it kind of just like wandered into its yeah. cage its own and he closed the door behind it. Yeah, so I was a little disappointed because I expected it to be like a bigger deal, but it was hardly in the film. Yeah. Um, I think the monkeys got more screen time. Yep. But yeah, the he basically ends up uh he's loading all of his animals onto this freighter that but the um US Marshals appear with a a prisoner who is like clearly, you know, like Hannibal Lecter level, um, yeah, villainy. He was, he was I, I, I liked Kevin Durand in that part. Actually, he was He's, good. He was chewing the scenery, which oh, is yeah. what this movie needed. Yeah, it's like supposed to be sort of a campy B movie, I think. So yeah. you need some over the top people. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of a cliche of a character, boring. but yeah. like he did great. Yeah. He did what you needed to do for that part. <laughs> it was Kevin Durand, not yes. Kevin Durand. <laughs> we were very confused at the beginning when the names are going across the street. Hey, isn't that a basketball player? Yes. We were like, Nicolas Cage. Okay, and I, I've never had to say her name out loud before, so. Oh, yeah. I, Funk I J- Jansen, Yeah, I think. Um, she she was uh, Jean Phoenix. Grey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it said Kevin Durand with a D at the end, and we were like, isn't that a and then basketball player? And we like look it up and the basketball player is Kevin Durant. And this is Kevin Durand, who if you saw him you'd recognize him because he plays villains a lot. Yeah. And in fact he was in one of the X-Men films as a yeah. ba- as one of the bad guys. Um but yeah, he he is, you know, doing the whole like, you know, psycho, um, cryptic, you know, threats kind of thing and uh n- Frank is not happy because this is going to kind of slow him down, I think. Um, it's also, And he doesn't have papers for any of his animals. Yes. And now, like, the entire military is on his boat with him. And I think that's also potentially an issue. Yes. I So it, when he first was talking about how he's going to be selling these animals to zoos, uh, I thought this was a factual error. But it turns out, like, it was just him lying. Because I was like... Zoos don't really buy animals caught from the wild anymore. Like, it's actually illegal in most places for zoos to use captive, non-captive-born um, animals. Now, that's why zoos are always, like, training animals. And when they have, like, babies born, they will, like, find them homes in other zoos. Because um, you're not supposed to trap, wild trap anymore. So I was like, I thought it was a mistake in the movie, but it ends up being a lie that he told because he's clearly going to be selling them to private Right. People. I thought that maybe he was being truthful about the San Diego's you wanted a black jaguar and he found this one that's going to be way more expensive. Maybe. it's It would be weird for a zoo to, like, try to get a specific... Because, like... I think a white jaguar would just be an albino, which is not, like... A breed, you know, it's not like a yeah. species. It's sure, just it's a, a, it's a, it's a mutation. mutation. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about jaguars to understand if, like, black jaguars. I know it's melanistic, but I don't know if that's like a strain that you can like cultivate. I think it's basically a panther, right? I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference? I <laughs> don't know because panthers are also in the U.S., but don't they're not black. They're the Mount, mountain lions or panthers? Do we know anything about big cats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Turns out, maybe not. Turns you know, out. This movie came out a year before uh, Joe Exotic's documentary. Yes. Which is kind of a shame. Yeah. I feel like we all learned a lot more about the world of big cats when in 2020. <laughs> uh, jaguars are panther. Oh, wait. <laughs> Panthers and jaguars are often mistaken for each other, as a panther is sometimes used to describe a jaguar. In fact, jaguars are Panthera anca, while a panther is either a melanistic jaguar or a melanistic leopard, Panthera pardus. So panther is just what people call a melanistic jaguar. Okay. So they are basically the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
that's confusing for me. Um, I'm sure, you know, our big cat experts out there that are listening, I'm sure, are very frustrated with us. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Walsh listening to this episode. Yeah, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? There's a huge difference. Um, Yeah, the... I have this thing now, this is a really specific thing that you, I'm sure, haven't encountered. (laughs) But, um, so... I mean, I felt this way before I saw the Tiger King documentary, but okay. after it, I felt much stronger about it. But, like, those roadside zoos that aren't, like, real zoos, you know, where they keep big cats and people can go in and get pictures with the big cats because they're, like, tranked up. Yeah. Um, and I actually saw one in Tiffin when we were at Heidelberg. We were going to the store and they had one parked at the mall. And we, like, went over and it was, like, the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was awful. Um, so I don't, obviously don't like those. And now if I see a guy on a dating app that is like posing with a big cat, I'm like left. No, <laughs> rejected. absolutely not. I cannot condone this behavior. Uh, so that's just, you know, my little, my little plug about animal safety and, um, ethics. <laughs> Swipe left. Noted. <laughs> um, Anyway, so we don't know what a panther is. Uh, anyway, uh, I was I wrote this is the opposite of save the cat at the beginning of the movie. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> he starts We've talked about save the cat before, but just in case people haven't listened to every episode, do you want to explain save the cat? Yeah, so save the cat is a screenwriter term for when your hero does something in like the first fifteen minutes of the film that establishes that they are a good person, and no matter what they do, the rest of the film you remember that they saved the cat, saved the dog, saved the kid, whatever, at the beginning. Um, so you're already on their side. Though it's interesting what they did instead. Did you see what they did instead to make us like him? Um, I'm trying to think because I feel like they almost go out of their way to make us dislike him. Yeah. Um, oh, he did give the money back to the guy for his family when yes. he refused to drive him. I yeah, he like got really angry and was like yelling at the guy who was like, I'm not driving. You can take the truck, but I'm not going to drive you because you got the white le- leopard. And he makes a big fuss about it, but then when the guy tries to give him his money back, he's like, keep it so you can get your kid some shoes. But he says that like it's like an insult. Mean thing. But I think that's their save the cat, is that he might be gruff and rough, but he'll do the right thing in the end. Yeah. So. I Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I feel like they almost like the opening shot, I don't know if you noticed, he's reading, like, a real estate magazine. Because oh, he wants he, his cabin. And... He wants his uh, house in Pine Lake yeah. to rub in his dad's face. Yeah, he's got daddy issues. Oh, yeah. And Big time. Issues with authority. Um, yeah, the whole movie, he's just like, don't tell me what to do <laughs> to everyone. Um, yeah, and then we meet Fomk. Uh, Jansaw, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I say your name, I'm gonna say it worse. <laughs> um, Jean Grey. <laughs> she is a neurologist and a lieutenant in the Navy, and her name is Ellen. Ellen, yeah. Yeah. Um, I okay. <laughs> so for the first part of this movie, I was convinced that she was a double crosser. Well, somebody was kind of. Somebody was, but it wasn't her. Um, but I thought she was, like, helping him, because I thought Didn't she was- kind of had, like, weird flirty energy with her, he that had... she kind of was returning a little bit? Yeah, he had weird flirty energy with her, and she was just, like, acting really strange about everything. Like, the camera would go to her, and it was, like, she was reacting weirdly to, like, whatever they were saying, and I thought, oh, it's because she is the bad guy. And then, now I think it might have just been Botox- her face does not move very her da- much. Her face doesn't move anymore. And I think that's why I was like, she's not reacting right to, like, any of these situations. Um, and so that's... I was fooled by Botox, is <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, Loeffler is the bad guy. He was... Uh, he worked for the U.S. government, was, like, too much of a wild card, too violent, and then he... Then he sold out and became an assassin for like drug cartels right um and so they're taking him back to the u.s by boat because he's got some sort <laughs> Which of sounded so made up some, some sort kind of, of condition that gives him like 
he'll have a brain aneurysm if he changes altitude too quickly. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's real that or if that is up. a plot device. So he has to be on a boat. I don't know. If he was on a plane, it would just be Con Air, and they already been, made that one. Yeah, this so, this was boat Con Air. This was boat with Con animals. Air, but with animals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, we get Frank talking about his daddy issues and his authority issues, and he worked at eight zoos in ten years. We do get a fun drunk scene. Yeah. I did like the drunk scene. I don't know if we've seen him do, like... I mean, we have seen him do drunk scenes before, but he was going big with this one. It was very, like, school play. Drunk acting <laughs> is always funny. It was great. I... Oh... But once I got over the fact that Ellen is not a double crosser. Are you mainly talking about the part where uh, they really talk about Ellen's dad? Yeah. And we get the, uh, <laughs> we couldn't remember what the actual line was, but the uh, the uh, part where she's like, my dad told me about guys like you, they're yeah. worse than animals. And yeah. And don't deserve to be saved or something. Don't deserve to be saved. Yeah. yeah, they keep throwing that line back and forth at each other throughout the movie. Like two or three times. It's not that good of a line. Mm-mm. It takes a lot of, of mental gymnastics to really figure out what they're actually trying to say. Yeah, how did you feel about the chemistry between Ellen and Frank? Oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It was a negative. Yeah. There was no chemistry. They didn't actually, because you said that she was either going to be the villain or that she was going to be like the romantic interest for, and she kind of was kind of still neither. Because it's not like they really, like she helps them out at the end, but there's but they not are, like They a, were definitely supposed to have chemistry because yeah. like they do the thing where like, it's later they're fighting and he's like you like guys make like me because yeah. I make your heart beat faster yeah and then later she throws that line at him and at the end she like helps him out and I'm like they're definitely supposed to be like a will they won't they but I'm like there was no chemistry between these I don't two. want them to no I didn't like it I, I hope said, not and I don't no. want them to <laughs> that they're not meant to be um it may would honestly she had more chemistry with Loeffler yeah, for sure. Which is, again, while I was like, she's working with him. No, I think the best chemistry in this film was between Nicolas Cage's character and Scuddy, the engine guy. <laughs> the old engine or, guy. Or, honestly, Scuddy <laughs> and uh, what's his friend who helps Jerome. Him? Jerome. Jerome was hot. <laughs> Jerome was hot. R.A.P. Jerome. I felt bad that he was having to fight Loeffler by himself. I, I was know. Like, he that, was like that six old man five. could at least like hit him with his I know. Or he didn't help at all. He was just like, go get him, buddy. Go get him, Jerome. <laughs> I was like, can you help him? Can you grab a gun and shoot that man or something? Yeah, he did not help at all. He did all. not help at all. Jerome did not make it. Um, yeah, Loeffler is super big. Loeffler's big. Jerome was bigger than him. Yeah. But he was the only one. And he was not a trained assassin. No, he was just an engine guy with big pipe wrench. Um, <laughs> a Mario, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, the, Kevin Durand is a big guy. Like, yeah. he's very threatening looking, and he is a, he is one of those faces that's creepy. Doesn't he kind of, like, look like... I kept thinking about this, that it kind of looks like his teeth are, like... Like, his mouth looks like it's, like, almost, like... It looks like his lips got cut off. Right? Yeah, yes. that's, that's, that's Like, when he smiles, and it just, like, reveals all the teeth in his mouth, and it's, like... He's got a lot of teeth. He's got a lot of teeth. It's a threatening-looking guy. Um, and he gets out because he... I mean, he's faking having a seizure, right? Like, he wasn't actually having a seizure. Yeah, I think that he was faking it. Because he clearly has seizures... Because she talks about it before right. he breaks out and tells the guards, like, what to look for if he's having a seizure. Um, so he fakes having a seizure. The guard's going to help him. And he bites one guard's fingers real bad. And then, Which, when I saw that happening, I was like, you shouldn't be putting your fingers in the mouth of somebody who was having a seizure. That's anyways, what I thought. Because they could do it accidentally. Yes. You're not supposed to put anything in their mouths when they're seizing. She wanted him to put something in there, probably so it didn't bite off his tongue or whatever. Like the... Uh, mm. Uh, yeah. She had, like, instructed them to put something in there. Which I think is wrong. I think it's... I think they've changed that recently, mm-hmm. is that you shouldn't put anything in someone's mouth if they're seizing, and you're not, also not supposed to try and hold their head. 
mm-hmm. which is what I think they used to instruct people to do so that they didn't hit their head. But I don't know. I mean, you probably should no let them hit their head, though. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert, but the rules have changed. Um, anyway, <laughs> don't put your fingers in someone's mouth if they're seizing. Um, so anyway, he shoots both the guards and escapes, unsurprisingly, as we knew he would. Um, and then he lets out all the animals that uh, Frank has put on board, um, which includes pretty funny move. Honestly, honestly, I was like, that's pretty good. I feel like from that, from the point that he escapes, he's just trying to cause as much chaos as possible. Yeah, I didn't even know if he had a plan until later. Yeah. At first it just seemed like he and was honestly, just trying to... And honestly, his plan seemed kind of vague. Yeah. It was weird because he had really specific plans with the map. Right. But then everything else felt very loosey-goosey. Like, destroy this boat as much as possible. Yeah, but he doesn't kill the engineer. For some reason. For some reason. I guess he wants the boat to keep going, but he kills all of the, like, people in the, all the, like, navigators, Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he, uh, shuts off all the water, so they don't have any drinking water, um, which felt, to me, very chaotic, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, do you... But I guess his plan was to get off the ship somehow. Yeah, he wanted to take a lifeboat. Yeah, but the lifeboats were destroyed. And I think some of the crew escaped on one of the lifeboats. The crew took one of the lifeboats. One of the marshals shot the other, because they were, like, inflatable lifeboats. So Mm -hmm. he shot the other one so no one could leave. And then they had a secret third lifeboat, which also (laughs) was shot. Was, uh, was that Ringer that was, like, kind of the head uh, military guy? Mm Mm-hmm. Was he good at his job or no? Bad. It seemed very bad. I think most of them were bad at their job. I I don't know. <laughs> I did. Springer was, like, very cocky, and he seemed very sure of himself. But, yes. like, once actually put face-to-face with Loeffler, shot, like, pretty quickly. Immediately. And he also, why would you shoot the lifeboat? That seems like such a bad idea. Like, I know they don't want him to get on it, but I'm like, I, I feel like if he got off the boat on a lifeboat, and you could just call for help, and then they could this is like find to... him on a lifeboat in the middle right, of the sea. Right, he's not getting very far <laughs> right. on a lifeboat. Uh, that would be better than him being trapped with all of you, killing you on this ship. Yeah. it's It seemed dumb It's just to me. like kind of one of those like, high-speed chases sinks... are always bad ideas, right? Because yes. Yeah, because you're like... Putting a lot of people at risk. Yeah. In the interest of like getting this one guy. Yes. And if he had decided to sink the ship, or if something had happened to the ship, then they were all screwed, because they had no lifeboats. I do think it was funny that, like, from the get-go, nobody listened to him at any point, though. No, it was... Everybody's like, well, I have to go and do my thing. Yes, he was just, like, trying... Everybody stay in this room. Nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. They would not be contained. They would not stay with the guards that went with them. Everyone was just like, ah, I don't need any help. I've got more important things to do. And then they died. (laughs) Yep. Um, Unless you're Nicolas Cage. Except for Nicolas Cage. Who he let live multiple times. Multiple times. I think he liked him. They were going to play shuffleboard. They they bonded because they both hated the military. Yeah. Because we find out that Frank Walsh, part of his authority problems are because he had been in the military. At Fort Bragg, he was a mechanic. And so when they're talking over the radio, Loeffler chimes in and it's like, oh, you're military man doesn't the military suck and he's like uh yeah <laughs> um so i think that he kind of liked is Frank. that like kind of a running thing because he also doesn't kill the engine guy who was a former military that's guy. that's true yeah maybe that's why he didn't kill him like he doesn't like current military people but he likes former military people yeah because the uh, uh scuddy that's his name right scuddy i think so um he didn't realize who Loeffler was when Loeffler came down to the engine room, because I guess he didn't see him get taken on the ship. Yeah. And thought that Loeffler gave the name of one of the marshals. Who just goes by Handsome Man. Pretty Man. Or Pretty Man, yeah. that's right. It might be his name. Weird name. It's weird, because even Ringer called him that. And I was like, I don't think his commanding officer would call him Pretty Man if he that might. wasn't his name. Maybe. Maybe. Um... Yeah, he tells uh, Scuddy that he's one of the marshals, and so, you know, they're just, like, having a conversation, 
and he says that he was ex-military. And I think he might have said some disparaging things, too. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why he was like, you can live. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you live. We all hate the military here. Um, yeah, so we get... Uh, who? Okay, so wait, who gets killed by the animals? We've got... One of the military guys. Well, the animals we have on board are the jaguar, some tapers, which was fun. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't kill anyone. They were Tapers just they went ta- docilely back to their cages. <clears throat> so I think the first one is the uh, head chef of the boat. Yes, who was trying to fight the monkeys in the kitchen and then grabbed one of the baby monkeys and then the rest of the monkeys. Chekhov's monkeys. Chekhov's monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, he was telling the little kid who's the son of the captain <laughs> that the monkeys, if you mess with their baby, they will tear you to pieces. Yeah. Which is what happens to the chef. Because he's he... trying to kill a monkey and he just grabs that baby. He grabs and... that baby. I was so stressed. Uh, he's mean to that baby. I think the baby's okay. The baby's okay. Um, chef, so we... not so much. Chef did. Um, but also he, <clears throat> for some reason, locked the military guy out of the kitchen. I didn't... His Because he just didn't like him. He didn't like the military guys because yeah. they were asking for more food and they wouldn't speak Spanish. All right. But I think that if was there like was a, whole... a killer on the loose, I would let them in the kitchen with me. With a bunch of monkeys. <laughs> with a bunch of monkeys. So there were the monkeys. There were also some, uh, I think there were some macaws and parrots. And is there anything else? Oh, the bush, bush master snakes. two snakes. Two snakes. Um, I think that's But the deaths saw. are just the chef. And then there's the near death or at least it seems Somehow. like he should probably die of the captain of the boat who got bit by a snake he gets bit in the leg by the bushmaster which we've already learned like even if you have the anti-venom you have a 20% chance of surviving and I don't know how they kept him alive for the several hours seemingly that like he should be dead but he yeah. they you, they show him getting on the copter at the and end he's of the like movie. talking and stuff and I was yeah. like I don't know so anyway. <laughs> um, but he's maybe alive maybe alive uh, then the jaguar kills one of the military jaguar kills guys. One of the military guys. Um, I think that's it. I think and that's then Loffler kills. Does he actually shoot the parrots? Does he actually oh, yeah. kill them? He kills some parrots. <sighs> I hated that. Yeah, I hated that moment because he's Frank. Uh, steals like the map that he needs. I guess the only map on board. <laughs> This, this giant ship. Um, he steals this map and uh, Loeffler needs it back. So he captures Frank, puts him in one of the cages. And when Frank won't give him answers, he starts shooting his animals until he'll tell him. So he kills some of the parrots. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. But not Einstein, which is the free parrot that has just been following Frank. Who also didn't play much of a role. Yeah. I kind of thought he was going to like warn him about Loeffler. It did it happen like once. He, he did warn him once about him. But, but it was too late to actually help. Yeah. Like, or Frank understood it too late to actually help. And I, I don't know. I just thought he'd be more... They should have done I think it was just supposed to be a, sim, a, a symbolism of him, like, accepting the parrot at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because throughout the film, he's like, I don't like this parrot. Keeps following me around. He names it Einstein. Um... He names it Einstein at the end. That's his character arc. Because at the beginning, like, Rafi's like, what's his name? Won't he's name like, a parrot. I'm not going to name parrot. him. Because if you name him, they'll never leave. And then at the end, he says, like, come on, Einstein, to the parrot. So there's his character arc. <laughs> the parrot. Um, yeah, Rafi. Rafi's around. He's the little kid. He's the captain's kid. He mostly uh, is used for bait in the film. Oh, yeah. I was like, this kid is here to raise the stakes. Absolutely. Because nobody wants to watch a kid get murdered. Yeah. He wasn't a very good actor, though. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. He's a kid. But when his dad got, like, bit by that snake, he was just sort of like, oh. oh." (laughs) It was like, it was a wild reaction. Um, Didn't have a lot of lines. No. They don't really, like, talk very much to the kid. No, at the There's beginning the we see... Like, trying to get him to go with them to get the life goat. Yeah. Life goat. Life, life goat. goat. That would be awesome if there was a life <laughs> goat. <laughs> we will ride this goat to freedom. <laughs> the goat will swim to shore. We'll hold on. 
Uh, I think Rafi at the beginning was just there for like exposition. Yeah, cause, right. Because like, um, asking him questions about the animals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and but... Frank gets to explain to him, you know, stuff about the animals, and we get to know Frank through that. And then at the end, the kid is there for to up the stakes. Um, almost gets attacked by the jaguar at one point. Yeah. Like everyone else. Like everyone else. <laughs> um, but it'd be way worse to watch a little kid get eaten by a jaguar. That would be tough. That would be a tough watch. They don't show a lot of, like, the actual gore happening. No. In this. No. We, it's a lot of people, like... They don't even show the parrots getting shot. No, because you see him fluttering around the cage and he's shooting into there, but they don't actually show that their bodies or anything, which is when I was like, maybe they didn't die. No, I think they died. They did. Um, a lot. We saw a lot of like cut throats. Yeah, bloody throats, but not like super gory. Just like bloody th- throats or like slash marks across people's faces. I guess it's probably more expensive to show somebody getting mauled by monkeys or you know whatever. Yeah, that would take because then you'd have to like CGI the attack and do either CGI wounds or special effects. And so, yeah, they're just like, <laughs> oh, they went down and you see blood flying everywhere, right? Oh, so then at a certain point, like all of the marshals are dead. Yeah. The only guy that's technically alive still is Freed. Is who Freed. is the supposed lawyer for the U.S., military for like the court martial yeah um who's like putting the guy uh Loeffler under arrest at the beginning mm-hmm. and, and he keeps saying we have to take him alive yep and the marshals are like well at, at a certain point they're just like we're gonna kill him if we see him like he's killed enough people we're just gonna shoot him on sight um and then we get the scene where Marshall has Loeffler in his sights and freed stabs him in the back of the head. They're like, oh, he was, uh, he really means it when he says you gotta take him alive. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because at first I thought, oh, it's a double cross. But it's not because he is not on Loeffler's side. He right. just needs to bring him in alive. But why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so... So it turns out maybe he's NSA and that Loeffler was working for the NSA, but isn't that more motivation for them to want him to be dead? Yes. They keep saying, like, uh, you know, his kills were sanctioned by the government and he was there as, like, super top secret mission. And so he has all this, like, important top secret information that would hurt the NSA. But I was like, then why... Wouldn't they kill him? You'd think right. it'd be the other way where they'd be, like, bringing him in alive, quote-unquote, and then he'd make sure he died on the way there. Right. It it, it, it didn't it, make sense. It didn't make sense. I think maybe what they wanted it to be was that he had information the government needed from his ops, but, like, they didn't make... They didn't say that. They yeah, just they, said he had he important said information. The, the plan, uh, like, Loeffler... Yeah said at some point that they needed to come in to, like... Deprogram him. Deprogram him, which I guess would be extracting information from him. yeah. And then they would kill him. Yeah, I guess so, but... It still didn't make a lot of sense. There should have been a specific piece of information they needed. Right. You know, like, for us to understand, like, the stakes, they should have said, like, we need to know who... Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, we need to know where this something-something is kept, and he's the only one who knows. Yeah. They, we needed a specific reason because it just seemed like Freed was crazy because he was killing people and insistent that they take him in alive. So that part was that little twist. Yeah, was they confusing. had like that little standoff with Freed and uh, Frank and Loeffler, and Loeffler is holding on to Ellen with the gun. And that's when we get uh, Nicholas Cage shooting an arrow through Loeffler. Yeah. Loeffler actually takes a lot of hits in this movie, too. We were talking while we were watching the movie. Like, Nicholas Cage gets the shit beat out of him in this yes. movie. He gets shot in the leg. He gets stabbed a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, takes a lot of punches. Takes a lot of punches and hits. Uh, yeah, quite a few He gets, stabbings. like, strangled a little bit when they're, he's trying to torture him for the information about where the yeah. map is. Yeah, but Loeffler gets shot with an arrow and a bunch of blow darts at different points. Oh, yeah, we haven't really gotten into the blow darts. He did hit him with a trank at one point that that was meant for the cat, 
But he pulled it out so quick, I think, that it didn't really do anything. I guess, but I would have to think that a trank dart would work I would faster think it than would that. Work pretty fast. Yeah. Especially a trank dart for a big cat. Right. Because I definitely saw it sticking into him, but then... Like, when... you tell me B couldn't pull a trank dart out of her? I bet she could. <laughs> yeah, I believe she could. She gets out of most things that I try to do. <laughs> she slips out of this, this stupid harness when like I put her on it. a trank dart has to work fast. Yeah. Um, I guess that uh, Lawflare is just such a big man that uh, it takes a lot more uh, poison to tranquilize him. Yeah, he holds up the dart and there's like hardly, after he finds it on the ground, there's hardly any missing. liquid missing, which is when I was like, like, I guess he pulled it out or maybe it like hit his clothes. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely saw it go into him and then when Frank turns around it's just laying on the ground. I was like, I guess he picked it out off and ran. Um, but later on Frank is just hitting him with blow dart. It's hilarious. It's really good. Um, uh, okay, wait, before we get There's there. There's so many blow darts. Yeah, before we get to that scene, uh, basically it's down to, we got Captain, who we assume at this point is dead, but turns out isn't. Uh, we've got Scuddy, who just, they lock in his room, room and say, you know, don't let anyone in. Um, so he's probably fine. Um, and then we have Ellen, Rafi, and... Uh, Frank, I think, are the only people left. Mm-hmm. And so Frank and Ellen decide that she will be bait and that he is going to... Um, you got Freed, too, right? Freed is still alive at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess so. Um, he's still alive. Um, and so they're going to try and use her as bait so that he, he's Frank can kill him, but I didn't really understand how... He's like, that you gotta trust me that I'll be there. Yeah, but then he uses her as a shield. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like... Well, Frank doesn't use her as a shield. No, I'm saying Loeffler catches her, the mm-hmm. bait, but then use her, uses her as a human shield so Frank can't shoot him. And I'm like, Frank then does still why? shoot him. Yeah. It just didn't seem like a good plan. No. It also was a bad plan because when Loeffler has cornered Ellen and says, where is Frank? She says, right behind you. And then he spins around and uses her as the shield. And I'm like, I don't think you should have tipped him off. No. I think the point was to sneak up on him. Um, so that didn't Say, work. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, He's on the boat, dummy. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere. So, so we have like uh, Loeffler using her as a human shield. And Frank is this giant fucking compound bow, bow yeah. that he is holding and then Freed comes up behind him. So Freed's like, I will shoot you if you shoot him. Um, so, And he's holding this bow, which is hard to do. He's got it like pulled all the way back. And he ends up just, she like pushes herself out of the way. He shoots him, shoots Loeffler through the shoulder. Freed gets killed by Loeffler? Yeah. I guess? Yep. Must have been. But then Frank also gets shot in the leg. Yep. Yeah. So now, and then he takes her anyway, after pulling the bolt out of his shoulder. And then- And Frank just goes back to his animals. Yeah. He just goes back to the <laughs> like, animals. I guess that's fine. Um, also, at this point, uh, Loeffler has phone has, has like contacted the other military vessel and told them that they- need emergency help and that Loeffler, that the prisoner's dead and can you send a helicopter? So we got a helicopter coming in an hour and clearly he is going to steal the helicopter and ride off with it. And um, he's got Rafi and uh, Ellen tied up and his big evil plan is he leaves the Bushmaster there to bite them and I was like, that's really snake. leaving your things up to chance a lot here. Yeah, the snake doesn't want to bite them. Like, the snake wants to go to somewhere dark and quiet and hot and be left alone. So, like, and then <laughs> there's, like, a six-foot gap between the snake and them, and they're both tied to, like, a pipe, and it takes this snake... It's like the running ...like an hour <laughs> to reach them because it keeps going back to them during the fight between Frank and Lockwood. The snake has moved two inches. <laughs> the snake has moved barely at all, and they're both... Like stomping their feet and freaking out and I'm like that snake is like it's hard to move that slow <laughs> um yeah so then 
I've uh, seen snakes, though. I feel like that's basically what they do. They're fast. They try not to move. As well, that's much the as thing. Possible. Yeah, that's why I was like, he wouldn't. Go like after they them. are fast, but like, but they, most yeah. of the time they're not. They don't want. They have to conserve their energy. Yeah, and they have to conserve their venom. Conserve their venom, which is why they don't just go around biting everything, as people think sometimes that they do. Um, sorry, I really like snakes. Um, so anyway, Loeffler and Frank have their big fight, and this is where Frank is hiding and blow darting him. Oh my god, which is hilarious! Blow darts him like three times, and it has like it has no effect on Loeffler for like five ten minutes. Yeah, which, is which crazy. at the beginning I think he said that the the Caraca venom. We saw him shooting using. those monkeys, which I get are a lot smaller. But he says something like it takes them like thirty seconds. Yeah. It, to kick in, but I guess it's supposed to be because he is bigger. Yeah. It's not. We saw him use it fast. on the leopard at the beginning of. Yeah, the and it that took like thirty seconds. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess drama. Drama. They needed to take longer. It was really funny when it started working. Yeah. And he's just, like, slowing down. Yeah, he's just, like, sort of slowing down and, like, starting to trip balls. Um, so Frank traps him with a rope trap. Which I forgot about that. I feel like this was, like, a really good excuse of a movie to just set Nicolas Cage up with a lot of, like, really insane weaponry and, yeah. like, traps and stuff that I was like, this could be, like... Like, this is like the hunter in a video game or something has yeah. all these abilities. It's sort of like Rambo. Yeah. Like, once you get him out in the woods, uh, he's got all these tricks and things to use. But it is kind of like, yeah, got it took a while for us to get it. there. Yeah. Towards the end, he does have all of this stuff. Yeah, though. we do get a payoff. But at the first half of the movie, it's just guns. It's just people sneaking around with guns. Yeah. And so at the end, we finally get to see him. He's got his trank gun, and he's got his blow dart And his rope trap. His rope trap. Um, So yeah, he leaves him, the the Karaka Venom, like, paralyzes him, but he's conscious, and he leaves him. You know what would have made this a better movie? If he had been actively hunting Loeffler the whole time, but using all of these things? That's what the movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Because it really does take a long time before we really get there. Yeah, like if he'd like actually been be, tracking him and like hiding and stuff. I wanted stuff. to be basically home alone, but with like all these hunting traps. Yeah, and I thought that like his knowledge of animals would have come, like he would have been able to like sort of use the animals. Mm-hmm. Not like Beastmaster style, but like, <laughs> you know, knowing that like leaving him in a room with the monkeys and knowing that the monkeys would like take him out or right. like, um,. Yeah, I don't Loffler know. doesn't ever really get attacked by the animals until... Until uh, he traps him in the room with the jaguar while he's hanging upside down. Like, I specifically like this poison, which is pretty fucked up. He specifically likes that poison because you stay fully conscious while your entire body is paralyzed. Yes. I'm yeah. Like, why does that make you like it more when you're hunting monkeys? He's like, good, they'll know I'm stealing them. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but anyways, that's what he uses on uh, Loffler. Yeah. And uh, then he unleashes the leopard on him. Yeah. And it is a little parallel to the beginning with the leopard because he did leave bait, like an animal carcass, Mm -hmm. hanging by its leg. And that's how he traps the cat because it comes to get it. And so that's what he does with Loeffler and um, apparently rips him to shreds so bad that when the uh, (laughs) Coast Guard come in, they're like, we're going to need his dental records because there's not enough left of him to identify. Which is like, yeesh. I guess he hasn't fed the animals in over 12 hours. Yeah, he was trying to go feed him when Loeffler got out. So they were hungry. Um, Yeah, and then at the end, uh, Ellen vouches for him and says that, oh, his paperwork got destroyed destroyed by Loeffler, but I saw it. Um, (laughs) It's real. Um, And that's the end. We'll take word for it, Ellen. We see the captain seemingly is going to survive somehow. Which is crazy. And he takes the parrot with him when he leaves, and the end. What'd you Primal. think? Primal. <laughs> um, it was fine. Like, it wasn't bad. There, there wasn't anything about it that was, like, egregiously bad. Um, it was just sort of, uh, fine. It was, like, fine. a very average kind of a movie. Yeah, like we said, there were some things they could have done to make it more interesting. Like, Actually, amp up the amp up the hunter silliness. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, honestly, I felt like, uh, because Loeffler was, you know, chewing the scenery, or Kevin Durant was chewing the scenery. It sort of felt like Nick Cage was was not right. He was sort of 
very there's like a couple of like deliveries that we kind of yeah about, but... but the one where he goes uh Freed, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh <laughs> um and the way he says like he's a real einstein that was another good one um but he was yeah he felt very restrained in this he just felt like a um a whatever action hero uh yeah it was all fine. I think it's it's a if you like an action film, um, I'll probably recommend this one to my parents. They love a Netflix action movie, so perfect. Um, this is perfect for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as you might guess, not like a well received movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take a crack at uh, guessing what the Rotten Tomatoes score is from the critics? I'm gonna guess like thirty percent. That's pretty close. It's 38% for critics. And it's actually a little lower for audiences. That surprises me. Yeah. It's uh, 23% for audiences. Wow. Which I think is a little low. That's a little low. Because, like... Like we said, I feel like it was, like, aggressively average. I feel like it was probably a C for me. Yeah. Um... But there was nothing, like... The acting wasn't terrible. The script wasn't terrible. Like... It was just average. Yeah. So I'm surprised that someone... Like, I think if you like action movies, you would like this one. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little surprised at um, I didn't that hate low it. score. Yeah. yeah, I didn't hate it. Uh, it was just, like, not... Nothing about it particularly stuck out. Right. And all of the interesting elements that they introduced didn't get used to their full extent. Yeah. So more yeah. blow darts, <laughs> more blow darts, more traps. <laughs> um, well, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for Rawr, inside the cage. Rawr. Oh my God. Is there a Jaguar in here? <laughs> Rawr, yes. <laughs> that was uncanny. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Okay, so uh, our Inside the Cage for today, um, on the day that we are recording this, which is February 4th, um, it's the 51st Saturn Awards. And the Saturn Awards are for fantasy, science fiction, and horror. So it's sort of the genre-specific award show. Um, And this is sort of a weird one. We spent some time trying to figure out what time period this was covering because I was like 2023 that seems like mid 2022 to mid 2023 yes uh basically and also it was like it jumped when I looked up Saturn Awards it jumped from the 47th to the 51st and so anyway we figured it out they went they paused the um they postponed the Saturn Awards which I think usually take place in the fall because of the strikes and instead did it now and so it actually covers like a year and a half um and also they decided to make it the 51st because last year they changed it to the 50th since it was 50 years i don't know guys the important thing is uh renfield was nominated for several categories um including best supporting actor for our man nicholas cage um also it was uh Nominated for a bunch of other stuff, including uh, sound design and makeup, and I think maybe best horror. Um, yeah, it's best horror film. Um, and as of right now, uh, the one we do know is that Nicolas Cage won best Woo! supporting actor for his role as Dracula in Renfield, which is very cool. I, th- I liked him as Dracula in Renfield. I loved it. As someone who has seen quite a few Draculas, uh, I appreciated that it was like he was making obvious, uh, he took obvious inf- inspiration mm-hmm. from other Dracula actors, but he gave it his own kit twist. Yeah. And he was also, I loved the makeup that they did for him. I could definitely see that one getting a best I hope makeup. it gets makeup. What are the um, other nominees in the makeup category? The Covenant, which I don't know what that is. Hmm. Um, Evil Dead Rise, which I haven't seen, but I know has some pretty gnarly makeup. Yeah. Um, so that's a contender. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, sure. Um, Oppenheimer, 
I no. hope that Oppenheimer doesn't win. The makeup in Oppenheimer is so whatever. It's fine. It's yeah. just normal. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it's probably mostly for like old age makeup, right? Um, they do like have like the Einstein guy looks pretty Einsteiny. Yes, and then they show, um, Oppenheimer many points in his life. So they do some good old age makeup, but like fine. But for a sci fi and horror movie awards. Yeah. You can't give Please makeup. Don't give, to it. don't give it to Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, they, you know, Oppenheimer deserves many awards, but not for that one. Uh, Prey, Honestly, we were talking about, I don't know why Oppenheimer's at the Saturn Awards at all. It shouldn't be on here. It's not, they, they categorized it as a thriller, and I don't think that is true. Like, all movies have to be thrilling to some extent, or you wouldn't watch them, but this is a drama. Yeah. And, and it's it, based on a true story. It's not science fiction. Right. It's... And it won for best thriller film. And it was up against Don't Worry Darling, Glass <laughs> Onion, Knock at the Cabin, The Lesson in the Menu, which is a bananas group. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such a weird category. Um, so, yeah, it won for that, which is fine. But it should not win best makeup. Um, Prey is also nominated for best makeup, which it did have good makeup, but it was like, the Predator, you know? Yeah, was We've the seen Predator makeup? Yeah, it's bit, practical. Least, yeah. So okay. it's makeup and um, it's uh, costume. Yeah. And then there's a lot of gore makeup, obviously, right. as well. Um, but Renfield, I believe, out of the, should win. Like the I think either the Renfield stages, or Evil Dead Rise should win. Yeah, the different stages of Ren, or of uh, Dracula when he's like at various levels <sighs> of one, decrepit. The one in so between one is so gnarly. Yeah. The one where he almost looks like he's one of the zombies from The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's so good. Uh, so I think it should win for that alone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nominated for a bunch of stuff. Um, I hope it wins some more. Uh... Yeah, so congratulations to Nicolas Cage for... Oh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse also won for Best Animated Film. Nice. He's not in that one, but I think he'll probably be in the next one. I hope so. Um, But yeah, so congratulations to our mans. Beat out Robert Downey Jr., uh, (laughs) Ryan Gosling, Michael Keaton, Stephen Lang, and Mads Mikkelsen, who is also the love of my life, so... Mm. It's a tough call for me, you know? Mads Mikkelsen or Nicolas Cage? Uh, But I think Nicolas Cage deserved it because Mads Mikkelsen is nominated for his role in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which was fine, but certainly not his best (laughs) role. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on tonight. All right. Awesome. And uh, I think... We've said this before. It would be really funny if we didn't do it again. <laughs> this is our white whale. <laughs> uh, I think in keeping with the hunter theme that we might do Butcher's Crossing next because mm. it's a little cheaper to stream now than it used to be. And, uh, and I think it'll go. It'll pair nicely with uh, Primal. With Primal. Primal. Uh, I hope it has monkeys in it. It's going to have a big <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> um... Great. Well, uh, that's primal. Go get th- check it out, I guess. But uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you want you to. to. But until next time, uh, keep it cagey. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the jungle.